It's 1998 in a remote California town at a secluded private school. We could have a Halloween party just the four of us. We could have a roaming orgy. I love the way this man thinks. No booze, no drugs, no kidding. Hello, welcome back to the Waffle Press Retrospectives. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. Here to talk about Halloween with me is my co-host, Matt Garingo. Hello, America. So we're six moves into the franchise <laughs> that maybe shouldn't be a franchise. Um, no, we're seven it, in. Set, well, we're about to get to seven. We're, we, we talked about six in total so far. <laughs> things, things are going oh, really bad uh, in terms of quality. I wonder if uh, technically eight, because there's two versions of six. Okay. Oh, yeah. So we've really seen eight movies up to this point in total. Yeah. Holy fuck. That's a lot. A lot of it is bad. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, I got to say, when we, uh, I sat down to watch H2O a couple days ago, because I had, I had had it out, and I put it on, and I'm like, I wonder why we're, I'm getting, I wonder why I'm preparing for H2O. We still have to watch Halloween 6. Oh. I had totally forgotten that we had done an episode on it and that I had watched the film. I think that one uh, was like the most exhausting for me, so I don't, I don't think I can forget it. You know, none of these have been super exhausting for me. I feel like they might be when I revisit the Rob Zombie ones because I have not watched them in a couple years. Okay, okay, those are Rob Zombie movies, definitely. Yeah. I think that's the, not to get ahead of ourselves, but for, for every Rob Zombie movie, it's like you, you either know if you're into it or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> like given his style. Uh, but style is something that has not been present in these movies for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You uh, know, for Rob, with Rob Zombie, <laughs> you know, horror fans are like some of the most accepting film fans on earth. Like they like anything. Yeah. Like, some of those. Except with Rob Zombie, there's like a hard line between the people who love him and the people who hate him. Yeah, I, I wonder why that is. I don't. It, I know some of his work is very like grisly and gnarly. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's kind of off-putting, you know. But I mean, lots of horror is like that. And I, you know what? I that actually brings up an interesting point. I was going to bring up later, but I'll, I'll bring it up now. Um, even though kind of harsh on the sequels. Uh, watching some of the the, sh- the Scream Factory documentaries and all that, uh, it's really nice to see everyone like, even if the movies haven't been that like they haven't had that much care put into them mm-hmm. as a whole. You see, it's it's nice to see a lot of people like very passionate about the fans and uh, the work that they put into it and how everyone, you know, there there's some speed bumps along the road, but. Uh, horror. I'm a relatively new convert to horror. Just a couple years ago, I'd say. Uh, but the horror film community is probably the best film community. Everyone is very loving and accepting for the most part. What do you mean by new convert? Like, I, I didn't really love horror films until like maybe 2014, 2015. I just don't understand that. Yeah, I looking back, I don't either. I don't get it. Uh, I think I was just snobby back then. You know what I, I mean? Th- I guess I just, I've never had, I mean, I'm snobby as all fuck, but, like, I've always loved horror films, so I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I, I mean, like, looking back, like, I, some of my favorite parts of, like, stuff like Jurassic Park is, like, the, the, the horror-influenced action scenes, you know, like, how tense that is. Like, it's the same stuff I get from horror movies, it was just, like, did you, in smaller bursts from other movies. Did you read Goosebumps as a kid? 
Uh, I that was like the one horror thing for me growing okay. up. Yeah, everything else kind of came later. Uh, Alien, I always loved, but that was. Uh, Am a I slightly beast. older than you, or are you slightly older than me? I'm not sure. When's your birthday? Ninety-three. Month. June. You're slightly older. Well, it doesn't matter if uh, the year really doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, the month doesn't matter. It's the years. All right. I was trying to see if there was like a big difference, but. Yeah, no. I, I think it was just uh, my upbringing. My parents never like, loved horror movies. Two years removed, Goosebumps was no longer a thing. Yeah, that's crazy how that one worked out. Yeah, Goosebumps died pretty quick. Yeah. Um, then everyone was into Harry Potter and then Twilight. Yeah. And shit. <laughs> Did you read uh, my, my Teacher's an Alien? Those were big when I was a kid. No, I never read that one. Like, that, that one missed me. Bruce Covell, he wrote some shit. Mm. I think he lived near me when I was a kid. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not... <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just like, uh, we're, we're so off track from, from Halloween. It's like, oh yeah, we, we do that. <laughs> well, that's because there's really... I mean, the problem is... Like I said, there's a formula to all these Halloween movies. I'm not, not talking Scream. Like, don't drink don't do drugs although that's certainly a part of some of these halloween films um it's you know michael escapes or returns michael kills ancillary characters and then michael is fought <laughs> and that's all of these movies yep and this one has the least middle part it has the least ancillary characters getting killed like when you, Which... get the, when you get to the end of this, I think four people are killed, which is in line, which is in step with the first film. But uh, maybe that's one thing that you want to get, a, maybe make a little bigger. Yeah, um, this is a short movie, 88 minutes long, I believe, directed yeah. by Steve Miner. Uh, I forget who the DP is, but I, I'll look it up and I'll, I'll give a shout out later. He um, He really wanted to go for like the Dean Cundy sort of vibe. He did from not Halloween achieve that. One and two. No, no, he did not. <laughs> not at all. This uh a lot of complaints bring up uh, a very similar uh familiar soap opera vibe like from the CW or like whatever Channel 5 KTLA it was at the time. Uh very One Tree Hill sort of thing going yeah, on, that, you know. It feels more like that. I mean, honestly, it feels more like Scream. Um although Scream looks a lot lot better. Scream looks like a movie. This looks like a, an episode of television, which, I mean, like, I, I would be okay with if the rest of the movie was much better. And this one I know for a fact is, like, a hardcore fan favorite for a well, lot this of people. Was, up until recently, I would have said this is the best sequel. Minus three. I don't I don't count three in that conversation. Okay, I was like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's not awful. It's definitely not awful. It's it's uh, a very satisfying film if you're a fan of these movies. Yeah, this one you have to you have to love Halloween, and you kind of, I think, in a way, have to be on board with the sequels in some way. Not so much what happens, just really in the quality. Yes, you know, <laughs> if you wind the clock back a few years and you were to marathon the Halloween movies, this would be a good one to end the night on. You know. Yeah. Like, if you will go through one, two, and then four, five, and then skip to H2O, because no one wants to watch six. <laughs> and 
That's weird. Even when I look back, because they used to marathon these all the time on TV, they never played six. I think they knew. It's sort of like uh, the Godfather 3 thing, which is a, a far better movie than like oh, every yes, single yes. one of these sequels. I'm not a Godfather 3 hater, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of the Thanksgiving marathons will show the Godfather part one and part two back to back, sometimes on loop, but just those two. Mm-hmm. And I, I always think that's kind of uh, silly. I know, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I watch three on its own. Because if, if I watch Godfather 1 and 2, I'm like, fuck yeah. And there's very clearly, there's a very clear conflict set up at the end of 2 that is not resolved in 3. Should we have a Godfather retrospective at some point? No. Okay. Enough people <laughs> talked about the Godfather. <laughs> it's uh, kind of like the thing where it's just like everyone's already brought it up now. You know, I, when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, <laughs> um, and I, uh, I woke up, and, you know, they put cotton balls in the mouth because you're bleeding like a motherfucker. And uh, so, of course, my brain, all doped up, goes to the Godfather because, you know, the famous Brando had cotton balls in his mouth. <laughs> Except for some reason I did, instead of doing Brando's lines, I did all of Luca Brazzi's lines. <laughs> and they couldn't get me to stop. Darren Okada is the the name of the cinematographer. Sorry, Darren. Yes, yes, you struck out. Uh, he went on to shoot Lake Placid, I believe. Well, that that was directed by Steve Miner, which is maybe one of the worst films I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> okay. I I, uh, I really hate Lake Placid. Uh, Bring It On, which I actually oh Bring It really, On's great. Really like, yeah. Cradle to the Grave. Have you ever heard of that movie? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Okay, so the joke about that movie is just that everyone who saw it thought it was a sequel because it's called Cradle, the number two, the grave. And the two is bold and red. The rest of the title is like a black and white. I had that problem with the movie Jungle to Jungle. <laughs> Do you remember that? With fucking I remember Spout? the title, but like I don't I don't I don't know the movie. I I didn't even know what the plot was, but I saw it all the time at like Blockbuster, and I'm like, well, I can't watch it because I haven't seen the first one. <laughs> and it confused me. And then like years later I find out that oh, it's not a sequel, it's actually a remake of a French film. And that both of them are some of the worst films ever made. So oh. <laughs> uh I guess I didn't miss out there then. Fucking Tim Allen. Look, Tim Allen, like, walks around like he's a man's man. He fucking made home improvement. Like, <laughs> the fuck do you... Like, where do you get off? Um, fucking Santa I, Claus. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Tim Allen in H2O. I would have made this great. He could have played um, Jamie Lee Curtis's boyfriend. No, just guy who walks on and gets stabbed. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll take that. He does some, like, brief Tim Allen-type stand-up. He mentions tools, and then gets killed. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. They don't explain how Michael gets his... uh, In a lot of these, there's always a a prolonged scene where Michael gets his, uh, you know, uh, suit. His his, uh, fucking... Oh, God. Workman suit? Yeah. Mask. Mechanic suit. Um, So Tim Allen's the mechanic. He's tool-time Tim. (laughs) <laughs> and he gets fucking stabbed to death with his own tools a fitting end uh, that's my headcanon for this now yeah headcanon headcanon's usually based on something that actually happens in the film not something I just made up to fucking <laughs> it's whatever I want it to be alright um, 
Yeah, um, but no, this this has a remarkably low body count for a Halloween sequel it, of all. You know, though, I said four. I forgot about the two kids that get killed. Oh yeah. Um, one of them is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, oh yeah, I was like, what? And I, I've forgotten about this guy. It's funny because it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt and another kid, and it's very clear why Joseph Gordon-Levitt went on to have a career. <laughs> like just comparing those two performances. Yeah, every once in a while in these Halloween movies, there's someone who's like, just like, ooh, what else did they do? Not much? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure they're wonderful people, but good lord. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> a lot of people in this went on to do stuff before and after. Yeah, it's it's a pretty sad cast. Michelle Williams is in this. Yeah, that was, I, what the I was hell? shocked. I totally forgot she was in this. Um fucking adam arkins in this yeah and uh, he has like a big role i i'm not crazy about his death scene but it's, it's I'm, a little I'm awkward with it it's weird mm. though that it, it does happen a little abruptly um yeah well the whole the whole situation he gets in and then dying like immediately after I'm, i was like oh this is weird josh hartnett's in this remember when he was a thing yeah he was a uh, he was the next like uh America's sweetheart kind of thing. Well, he you was know, too. All he the was teen girls cool. loved him. He was too cool for school. Yeah. Remember, he's in the faculty and he's like selling drugs and. I've never seen the faculty. Oh my god! Why I want to. The faculty's real good. Yeah, I've heard such great things. Although and I didn't honestly, know Rodriguez did it. Uh, I love that movie because I watched it when I was like eight. <laughs> so oh. Okay. I did not know what it would be like now, um, but John Stewart's in it. I, I have actually heard very good things like recently from people I generally am okay it, with. Like, it's good. It's like a, it's it, it's very much like if Scream did the pop the body snatchers. Oh, f- that's my movie. Like not as that's it. Not, I just like I get that vibe from it. Yeah, it was like uh, the Scream revived horror. I mean, we have we have Scream to thank for Halloween H two O. Yeah, there was because Halloween fucking six was a disaster. <laughs> And uh, they decided to never explain anything that happened in those movies. I feel like that was the right call. That was the right call. I mean, if you're a fan, I get why you're, like, upset about that. And honestly, I wish we could ignore Six and maybe give a better ending to Daniel Harris's character. Um, Because she deserves a lot better than she got. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she really does. But, uh... Now we got this instead. And this is a weird movie because the timeline really doesn't make sense. Yeah, no. It's, uh, it, it's all over the place. This is the first... Uh, I, I had this whole thesis in, in Halloween 5 how that kind of introduced the bullshit sequel baiting stuff mm-hmm. that we see so much in, in, in big blockbuster franchises nowadays. Does this introduce the that, that timeline reset? Like, outside of comics, because X-Men was doing it for fucking ever and shit, but... Is this like the first franchise movie to do that? Hmm. Reset itself? I'm trying to think. I'm not sure because I know a lot. There was a lot of that starting to happen around that time. And I'm not sure if this was the first one. I know in the 80s, there's all, you know what, you know, King Kong, I mean, not King Kong, Godzilla does this all the time. Uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. Godzilla. Godzilla did a lot of reboots. And but this is like Godzilla 1985 goes. The only other Godzilla movie is the first Godzilla movie. 
but then all the ones between like 85 and like the 90s all of those are all in the same timeline and then when you get to godzilla 2000 all of them like the next three movies are all reboots <laughs> like they go it's godzilla and godzilla 2000 it's godzilla and godzilla king Ghidorah, mothra all out attack like <laughs> that's 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 what they start doing mm. but other than that i can't really think i'm sure there's examples i just can't think of them yeah, because now we're starting to see that with, like, more and more happen, and now I'm like, oh, no. I'm waiting to see. I want to see it swing the other way where we start treating all continuity like it happened. Like, no matter how much, how little it it adds up. Yeah, you know what? Like, for all the, the shit we give, um, rightfully so, I'd say, like, a big corporation like Disney, I'm glad that they didn't wipe the slate for Star Wars. Oh, yeah, that that could have happened. That... That well, was did, absolutely they, the right call. They, they, you know, they wiped the correct, they, they wiped the EU, which was the right idea. Oh, yeah. But I mean, so. come on. None of that stuff was on the screen. So I think they, like, were safe, you know? I don't know. You pro I honestly don't think you could have gotten rid of the prequels, even if they wanted to. And that was like a George Lucas thing. Like, okay, you can't fucking touch yeah. this. Yeah, but at the same time, we got to remember, like, I, we like to believe this is a problem with fandoms. This is definitely apt for the Halloween H2O episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, where what, wherever camp you're in, if you're a fan of a franchise, whatever camp you're in, you think is the dominant camp, you know, unless you're mm -hmm. someone who prides themselves on being a contrarian, if, in which case go fuck yourself. But yeah, then you're just an asshole. Yeah. I don't mind if you are a contrarian, but you should feel shame about it. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like I would like to think everyone who's a Star Trek fan does not like Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> like me because i don't like it and that's not true a lot of people like star trek discovery and honestly life's gotten a lot better when i just accepted that <laughs> so with star wars it's like i have to accept a lot of people don't like the last jedi but a lot of people love it and i can live with that and i feel like the people who hate it need to accept that a lot of people did like it and i don't like the prequel i mean i've come around i'm not like I'm no longer in, like, prequels are the worst things ever, but I still don't really like those movies. Like, they're just not enjoyable to watch. But I I understand that people like those movies. Um, although, if you say Revenge of the Sith is better than Empire, I'm going to fucking just choke you out. Oh, so you've seen that take recently? I've I seen it, it all over the place. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't get that those movies are so flat, I can't imagine enjoying them that much. I just think, I think people, they, they take Empire for granted because it is the one people prop up, but they don't realize, you know, just how good it is. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, to bring it back to Halloween, everyone talks about Halloween, especially because, you know, we just got out of October. People want to talk about horror movies, the best ones, their favorite ones, top 10 list, 25, whatever the fuck. Halloween is always on that list, and it's like, God, again, again. But, you know... It's really that good. Yeah. Like it's, it's more than just a cultural touchstone. It is, it's an insanely well put together movie. I don't know. I saw someone on Twitter the other day. I don't remember who, and I think I'm mutuals to them, so they know who they are. But <laughs> they were like, how they were doing like a whole Halloween's overrated thing. Oh. Yeah. And it was, well, they were like, and that's why fucking Nightmare on Elm Street is the best. And I'm like, I'm glad you like Nightmare on Elm Street, but come the fuck on. Yeah, like I, I, I love Nightmare on Elm Street also, but like that's not, 
Like, come on. You could like both, or if you just like one, that's okay, too. Just You don't have to tear something down to prop something else up. Yeah. I think that's a big problem with, with our circles. Um, uh, well, yeah, uh, which is why, I mean, fucking people, please stop the fucking meme that is. You gotta get rid of one. And then someone takes pride in the fact that they don't like a very popular movie. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I could get rid of the Dark Knight easily. Like, yeah, I'm glad. You, yeah, good for you. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> no, see, I have that same reaction. But then I saw someone be like, oh, well, I just keep this person over all these other ones and they can get rid of it. And then, then I get like, well, hang on. What the fuck are you saying? I, and that, that's on is... me. That's completely on me. There is no response to that I could like. <laughs> the only response, you know, the only winning move is not to play. <laughs> so fucking stop it, please. You're just embarrassing yourselves. So Jamie Lee Curtis came <laughs> back to horror for the first time in 20 years. Or no, uh, 18 years? Uh, yeah, well, uh, I think her last one's Halloween too. so whenever that came out. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, last horror movie was Halloween too. Because, like, right in a row she did, she did Halloween, uh, Prom Night, The Fog, Horror Train, and then Halloween 2. Terror Train's good, man. I, I still gotta watch it's it. It's not, it really isn't, but I like it. <laughs> Although it has one of those, uh, it has one of those twists that you're like, oh, that wouldn't hold up in today's culture. <laughs> so... Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis gets to share the screen with her mother for the yeah, first, first time in history. Is there another time? Um, I'm not sure. I don't. I think this might be the first time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of cool because they're both uh, horror icons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not much else to that, but uh, it, you know, for a movie like this where it's, you know, I, you and I get tired of hearing like, oh well, it's for the fans, mm-hmm. you know. This movie really is that, like the best version of that, I'd say. Yeah, like uh, not, nothing, nothing outstanding. Just like, all right, you're a fan. Pop this in. Have have a good time for like ninety minutes. Yeah, that's the thing. If honestly, if it's for the fans, it has to be a ninety minute movie. <laughs> it can't be longer than. Sometimes it shouldn't even be that long. Sometimes a good fan film is thirty minutes. Yeah. So, which is what that's probably what Batman v Superman should have been. <laughs> you know, just a thirty-minute fight, but uh, no. So that's a fucking three-hour movie. The Michael Myers quality of masks widely vary from movie to movie. Yes, and there's a huge controversy around the mask in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what I mentioned bringing this up, I guess. Uh, so there was a. I I haven't gotten all the details. But at some point, there was a rights issue with the actual mask. Um, they couldn't get the actual Halloween mask for some reason. Maybe it was like, you know, the Shatner estate maybe threatened something. Or the, the actual mask, I think we, we even said it, but I found out later, only recently, that it's not a William Shatner Star Trek mask that was turned into Michael Myers. William Shatner was in a horror film called The Devil's Reign. Um, and... It's a movie with Ernest Borgnine as the devil, and he turns people into wax. And that's the movie. Oh, wow. And it's not very good. No, but that sounds awesome. But there is one really creepy element, which is that his followers 
uh, have weird sunken eyes that are just black. Ah. Yeah, so that's the mask that they changed for this, for the Halloween. That's what they turned into the Michael Myers mask. Okay. So there was was a rights issue at some point, and the director, Steve Miner, was convinced that the Myers mask had to be all white. It had to be completely white. Right? Oh, this explains so much. Um, and I guess some test footage came back, and some executive in the in the daily room, I guess, shouted out, "That's not Michael Myers' mask." And I've seen footage, um, some earlier footage. There's that famous shot of Jamie Lee Curtis looking through the porthole at Michael Myers. A version used earlier looks nothing like the mask that's in the final film, and it looks really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it looks comical. You can see it in uh, some of the wide shots still, but it's in, so far away. Where it's in some of the like, wide shots, you yeah. can see it. And there's actually, at one point, there's a CGI mask put in place. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Luckily, it's only on screen for like three frames. Yeah. But it's enough to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. In the age of DVD, it's easily noticeable. Maybe on VHS, you wouldn't have noticed it, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> It looked, re- it, it's, uh, and so I guess they got another group in to try and fix that mask, and then another group was brought in to fix that mask, and it turned into a whole thing of who gets credit for the mask. Um, and I guess there was a lot of, a lot of problems. The all-white mask is probably on the director. That's very wrong. Um, I mean, even if you were, like, make the mask all-white, you also have to have a cinematographer who's able to shoot that in interesting ways. Mm-hmm. And they did not have that. Yeah, no. Again, sorry, Darren, buddy. Uh, the, the movie doesn't... I mean, it, it really does look like a, a TV soap opera sort of thing. Yes. But it, it also just... Uh, it doesn't shoot the shape right, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think these movies completely lost that. But, I mean, this was several sequels ago. They lost how to do that. It's like, weird. Like, in an interesting they, way, but... They lost it, but they also didn't know how to replace it. They also were unwilling to replace it with anything else. Yeah, because these movies they 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 pride themselves on not being gore fests like Friday the Thirteenth or uh you know Nightmare on Elm Street, but they don't and they try to do the suspense and it just shows you that you can't just be suspenseful, like you have to have more artistry to pull off actual suspense. Yeah, there's a scene in this movie that I actually like the idea of it and it's but it's executed so poorly that there's no tension to it. There's a rest stop along the side of the road and a mother and daughter pull off to go in it. And there's this really interesting shot where the mother notices that another car is there, but she doesn't see anyone there and there's no one else in the bathroom. So you're like, ah, whatever. But you, so the audience knows it's Michael Myers, but she doesn't. And it is creepy to just see a lone car sitting there, you know? Yeah. That would work if we hadn't had a shot earlier where they showed that the tires were all fucked up, and there was a dramatic music sting. Oh, okay. And, uh, if I may, I want to transition to the score. Yes. Because uh, John Ottman is a pretty good composer. He He's, I think, mostly known for the X-Men theme, the dun 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 which is just a ripoff of Life Force, and also an excuse for me to bring up Life Force on this podcast again. Yeah, but um, someone had to use the pieces of Life Force. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep that shit alive. Yeah, man. Um, but no, he's I generally, I think, a pretty strong composer. Completely uh, overdoes like every 
little bit of uh, the movie, I think. From what I understand, he had he had the score duties actually taken away from him at some point. Yeah, he uh, he, he they tried to redo everything, mm. and there was just no time because then they moved up the release date like a month and everything, and like everyone was excited to get this out, but by this point they were like, wait, wait, the music, the music, we're not we're not good. We don't like it anymore. We 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 need to rewrite everything, and so it's like bit bits of like the temp tracks they laid down. Yeah, it's there's like it's some remarkable like, trauma stuff in there. There's a lot of music stings in this that just fucking suck. Yeah, it's uh, uh it, it's way too busy. And the the thing is though, like, because he really is a talented composer. Uh, hmm. this this could have fit into like something like uh, it reminds me of Alien Resurrection, which for all that movie's flaws, I, I still think has great production. Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of busyness, and the Xenomorph and Michael Myers are very different beings. So, <laughs> kind of tells you where where their headspace might have been. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a fine film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but honestly, like, because I, I I'm not that excited to talk about this movie. But like, I I think the score is like the only thing that's legitimately like ugh, like eye rolling. Well, you know what? I don't. I don't think they ever got the score right after the first one until the recent one. Um, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And anything, anytime I say they never got right, blank, always add on the end, except Halloween 3. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's totally different beast. That's its own beast. Yeah. Um, and that has a great score. Thank you, John Carpenter and mm. other person I forget. Also, you know what? What? Here's another thing which kind of feeds into my idea that the only reason why Halloween 2 is remembered so well is because they showed those movies on the same night. <laughs> this movie opens with the Mr. Sandman song, <laughs> which is what was introduced in Halloween 2, and that became like a staple of the franchise for some reason. And I don't know why. <laughs> I honestly don't even understand its significance in Halloween 2. <laughs> I, don't, I really think you hit the nail on the head. That they were unable to like also hit the nail on the head on with uh, Halloween two being about the the darker side of those urban fairy tales mm. about Halloween. I guess. And um, why Mr. Sandman? <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's it, it's more fantasy driven, I guess. But I mean that movie's not fantastical at all. Uh, I don't know. Also, know. It's, it's kind of it is kind of creepy. I think that's just what they were going for. They well, yeah, something. it's got that same creepy thing as like. Do you hear what I hear? Which is kind of a creepy song if you remove it from a Christmas context. Yeah. Um, but uh, this also, again, with the weird continuity things, um, this is apparently a sequel to Halloween 2, right? Mm-hmm. But it also acts like a sequel to just Halloween. Because the end of because this movie says they never found Michael Myers' body, right? Uh, yeah. which, but that's something we clearly see in Halloween 2. So it's like they wanted to be a direct follow-up to the original Halloween, but they had to keep the element of Lori being Michael Myers' sister because there's no other reason for Jamie Lee Curtis to come back into the franchise. At least they couldn't think of one at the time. Uh, 40 years out, we would prove that wrong. Yeah. Oh, but, okay, uh... Do you know the full production history of the script for this? Um, no, I don't. Okay, so did they bring the... it. I, I I did hear at some point they might have tried to get one of the screenwriters to do it. Kevin Williamson, I yeah. think he he had a 
he had a hand in it at some point. I don't know the, all all the details about him, but you know, like you said, Scream is the reason this up, movie came. I've heard him brought up more than the actual screenwriters. <laughs> uh, the original pitch following Halloween Six was that Halloween was going the directive video route, oh, like Child's Play would end up doing and everything, uh, because there was still enough money there for profit margins, but not for theatrical releases anymore. Um, Although so no this writer. It probably wouldn't even have been true for Halloween because direct-to-video market like died like almost immediately after this film came out. Oh, that's hilarious! So, <laughs> uh, so the writer initially had to come up with a pitch because it was no, no Jamie Lee, no nothing. That this was following the, the tales of Halloween Six, uh, but they did the 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 elephant in the room was that no one really wanted to pick up those threads mm-hmm. uh, for various reasons, obviously. Yes, and uh, so the writer came up with a totally original pitch. Where it would be at an all girls boarding school, and uh, I will say the Warner... boarding school location is actually a good idea. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I, I wish more was done with it. Uh, Should have been an all girls but... boarding school. Yeah, Just saying. Uh, <laughs> I, I I agree with that. And um, uh, Michael Myers was going to be related to one of the the students that went there because uh-huh. th- that was they were kind of handcuffed by that back then. So that was just the writer trying to like. Uh, excite the producers, you know, and apparently everyone loved the script. And then um, they, so at some point, someone decided to reach out to Jamie Lee to like, it's twenty years out. Like, let's let's do this right. Let's try to get even Carpenter back, which didn't pan out. I don't know. I heard she reached out that. to everyone. Oh no, she she did want she wanted to bring the entire cast and crew back from yeah. the first one. Yeah, uh-huh. which I, I I love that. That that's a great idea. Well, she she, she is particularly fond of this franchise. Yeah, uh, uh, she, she puts up with shit she really shouldn't. Um, in the next one. Oh God, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, she's and I think this was right around the time she kind of had like a second boost to her career. She's had like Jamie Lee Curtis has had a really interesting career. Um, so now and now she's kind of back to being the Scream Queen, which is kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she's on that show Scream Queens, right? Yeah, but I, I think that show got canceled. Yeah, but still, it was popular for like young people. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Uh, yeah, that Ryan Murphy, that guy can tell the he's like kind of like the Blumhouse of television. Yeah, but Blum, Jason Blum actually has some talent. <laughs> also, yes. Uh, Don't get no started comment. on a fucking American Crime Story. <laughs> I I couldn't I couldn't which, sit through any of that. Which is embarrassing. That that OJ thing was so fucking embarrassing, and I maybe made it through like two episodes of the Giovanni. Whatever. Um, I almost said Giovanni Verpice. <laughs> I, I, I heard it. I heard it in your voice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Giovanni Verpice. <laughs> I want to watch that. Just make it up. <coughs> yeah. Be oh, okay. Uh, last thing on the script, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone was on board with that, but then once Jamie Lee Curtis came back and they, they decided to just do a full sequel to Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. The, they didn't tell the writer until, like, um, later into production, right? So one of the Weinsteins pulled him in. They're like, here's the the good news and bad news. Bad news, we're tossing out your script. And he was like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, the good news is we brought Jamie Lee back. You just we keep, we keep, like, the boarding school setting and everything. You got to rewrite it from the ground up, though, with her as a lead. And he was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, that it was, like, devastating, world-shattering for five seconds, but. I'm not who you think I am. Changed my name when I went into hiding. Terrible. Take off your clothes. My brother killed my sister. <laughs> How'd he do that? 
with a really big kitchen knife. That's enough. I can't take it, Mom. He's dead. It's been 20 years. What's he waiting for? Don't you think he would have shown up by now? No. This is a sick joke. Now. Come on! The face of good and the face of evil will meet one last time. I guess I should talk of we didn't really talk about anything in this movie. <laughs> no, but I mean like it's well, Halloween seven, man. I should talk about one, the nurse from the original comes back and is murdered. Oh, yeah, but you know what? She does get to put up a fight. She does get it's... to put up a fight. Um, yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets, like, a fucking hockey stick through him or something. Yeah. Oh, is he the one who gets the the shoe through the face, or is that the other kid? One gets a shoe through the face. One gets the hockey stick, I think. I don't remember who's who. Okay, um, yeah, but the I kind of laughed out loud. Mm. Like, I don't really do that watching this franchise. That was never pretty good. Quite that bad. But that was that was a lot. <laughs> I will say, though, that I like that when she got home to her house and saw that it had been broken into, she immediately left her house. Like, yeah, because she's like, fuck that, that. Yeah, that's something that doesn't happen in these type of movies too often. But then we, of course, get stupid teenagers to be like, we're going to go check out your house, ma'am. And were they, like, into her? That was, that was a little weird. I have no idea. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Kids that felt are, that felt out of place. Like the kids didn't really need to be there. Kids are developing, and so whatever. <laughs> There's a Doctor Loomis voiceover over the credits that does not sound like Donald Pleasance. Yeah, it, that's Tom Kane. Oh, really? Yeah, a voiceover actor from everything from Batman the animated series, I believe, right, mm-hmm. all the way up to modern SpongeBob. Yeah, voices. he's been he's been a lot. Um, he was a mistake. Because um, he doesn't sound like Loomis at all. And I don't know why, no. why couldn't you use the audio from the original? Okay, so apparently the audio was uh, the standalone audio file, the recording of of uh, Donald Pleasant speaking. They couldn't. There was no like audio of it. There was no no restoration available for it. It was spliced in with like the music cues and everything. And so because they couldn't get that in time, they uh, they were like, oh, we'll just. Do a voiceover. I bet you they could have made it work. They just didn't want to put the work in. That's probably true. Um, but whatever. Um, this is the yeah. first film without Loomis, by the way, and he is sorely missed. Yeah, uh, you kind of need a presence like his, I think. Or at least something something kind of driving the other side of the story. Honestly, there was a part of me that really wished he could have been in the most recent one. Like like a 90-year-old Dr. Loomis. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um but, you know, I just miss Donald Pleasance. He's a great actor. Yeah. Who did, yeah. like, absolute schlock in the last decade of his life. But um, I've always liked him. Check out The Great Escape. He's in that. Have you seen The Great Escape? No. No, check it out. It's great. I, I will. On Filmstruck. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I actually will. I'm, I'm trying to get more hard copy media now anyways, so. And uh, and this is the first film that does like Laurie living with her trauma of the original film. It doesn't quite get it right. That like, it doesn't do as well as I think the recent movie did. Um, but at least it acknowledges that you would have trauma after an event like that. You know. Yeah. Although she's uh, living in she's wit- in witness protection, right? 
Yeah. Which yeah. so I that confused me at first because I was wondering why no one else was being delicate around her, and then I'm like, oh yeah, she's in witness protection. Uh, doesn't explain why her own son is like, mom, you're overprotective on fucking Halloween. Like the one day she should like, don't, I get it. You have to have this conversation about letting your mom, you know, let you do stuff. She can't be overprotective your whole life, but don't have that conversation on Halloween. Yeah. Like, come on. Like I get it. He's like an idiot teenager, but also come on. Who the fuck goes to Yosemite? Is that where that's where they're going? Right. Yeah, they're supposed to go on a field trip to Yosemite on Halloween. On what Halloween. And the bus leaves at night. And they're in California. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't get it. I, I didn't get that part. But it was I don't they, know. They, they needed a reason to get everyone out of the college. Um and and another a, a, a guy who would apparently become a horror veteran appears in this film ll cool j (laughs) yeah um trying to write pornographic novels let him live his dream he just wanted to to make a living writing smutty romance novels there's nothing wrong with that and surviving these events convinces him to write thrillers instead And when that business failed, he was forced to become a cook and go work at the submarine loading bay (laughs) that began taking care of genetically engineered sharks. Uh, I love the 90s. Yeah. Uh, What is that little cool Jay up to now? I don't know. He's still acting. I think he's on a TV show. Wait, all right. What was LL Cool J's claim to fame for movies? I don't know his career. Oh, he was a hip-hop artist. Yeah, but, like, what? Oh, I don't know. I, didn't, like, I, I never like, listened to him. Like, I know, like, I know, like, Notorious B.I.G., I know Tupac. I know Bust. I know some Busta Rhymes, <laughs> but I don't know LL Cool J. So. Uh, I, Josh Hartnett knew him. He was Star Trek, starstruck when uh, they oh, first really? had to share scenes. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, they had a cool That's moment cute. together. What's the you know, This was a thing that a lot were like, there's these hardcore rappers that would play like kind of like bumbling or innocent characters in films. <laughs> like, what, why was that a thing? I don't, you know what? Horror fandom has the oddest roots in like the, the, in the most variety of people. Mm. Like who the fuck would have thought Danny McBride of all people would have co-written yeah. like the best direct sequel to Halloween. You know, like I, I think there's a reason why the Leprechaun franchise decide to go to the hood. <laughs> why is that? Well, because they, they I think there, there's a really I don't know. There's some sort of crossover with hip hop and I don't totally understand it. Um, I mean, I'm, this is coming from a white kid who grew up in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. But there seems to be a crossover. To a point that it actually seems to upset some white fans at times. Oh, they can go fuck themselves. Uh, well, I mean, they're not totally wrong <laughs> with trick or treat, motherfucker. Okay, but look, by that point in that franchise and movie, you kind of take what you can get. Yeah, but I'm saying, we'll, I'm saying, if, we'll get to that. If Biggie hadn't been shot, he would have been the black police officer in the recent Halloween film. Oh yeah. 
That guy reminded me of Rob Zombie character, but we'll get to that. Yeah, he kind of did, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Like he he walked in from another movie entirely, and I was just like, "Whoa!" Well, it's funny because they they put so much emphasis on him, and then he doesn't really do anything. I have I have a theory, but I'm gonna save it for for the 2018 episode. I'm fine with that. That's cool. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Um. So yeah, L Cool J. Um. And um, and he lives. He lives. He gets shot and lives. Yeah, like um, like six fucking times. Oh no, just one time. But he gets shot at six times. No, he gets shot a few times. Yeah, um, and he's the fake Michael Myers. That's a thing I told you keeps happening in these films. Yep, this fake Michael Myers, um, and it's that's actually a big part of the next one. Um, but so he's the, he's the fake Michael Myers. He gets shot, but he lives uh, to come in at the end to stop Jamie Lee Curtis from stabbing Michael to death, and then we get. What might be the best ending to a Halloween film ever? And I'm including 2018. Damn. And this I love 2018. But this ending is the perfect way to end these films. Um, which is... Uh, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis pulls the gun on the cops and steals the ambulance with Michael Myers' body in. Because she knows he's going to get up. And he does, and they wreck the ambulance. Uh, there's a great moment where, she, you know, it looks like Michael, Michael Myers goes to the windshield, and it looks like he's dead. And she actually goes, come on, get up. Because <laughs> she fucking knows what movie she's in. <laughs> um, and then she pins him with the car, and he's stuck. And there's this great moment where she gets out, and, he's pin- and then it turns out, oh, he's still alive. And he has this moment where he's like, oh, Lori, like he reaches out to her like my sister, like he has this one human moment. And then she's like, sorry, Michael. And then she cuts his fucking head off. Oh, this is so good. It's the best. Uh, in the original script, when they wrote that before they decided to go in with the mindset of making another sequel mm-hmm. on the producer's part anyways, everyone else wanted this to be like kind of the last hurrah. Yeah. Uh, there's a line. Michael's sole speaking line in the entire franchise where he kind of under his breath as he's extending his hand out to Lori, he calls out her name just like really, really softly, like a whispering Lori. You know, if, and then she still cuts his fucking head off. If you had done that right, that could have worked. Yeah. Right. I don't trust these filmmakers, no offense, yeah. to have pulled it off right. So this is this was the best way to end it. Yeah, this is I'm not down on these people in like a sense where I think they're awful people. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. But I am off. I am against them in the sense that I think they're deeply untalented. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Lake Placid, which is really terrible. So I'm bringing some of that hate. But this guy also Aww. did. This guy did House, which is a fine movie. I think he did House. Did Steve Meyer do House? I have no idea. I, I got to double check now. He did something. I just, I, to... I, I just know the the Japanese House. All right, he, not not that one. Yeah, because that one's amazing. Yeah, he did Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, Three. And House. And Warlock, which I've never seen. Uh, Warlock was... Oh, God, he did Soul Man. (laughs) I don't know that one. Soul Man's the fucking movie where C. Thomas Howell puts on blackface. Oh. Fucking, this was 1986. Oh, no. Mistakes have been made. Yeah. Fuck, I I just found out like three years ago the short circuit guy wasn't actually Indian. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think the, the world kind of had that revelation. And everyone was just like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Stevens. You couldn't find Stevens. an what Indian guy? 
Like, what the fuck? It's one of the most populated countries on Earth. Hollywood's weird. Anyway, that was Halloween H2O. Uh, some some last things I just want to bring up. Uh, you mentioned how Lori's aware of the movie that she's in. That's kind of the meta scream stuff that we kind of get into with this movie. Mm-hmm. Not Nothing like heavy handed. Just every once in a while, there's little flourishes. I want to point fun. out that a big flaw in this film, in my opinion, is that a lot of pressure is put on Lori to just get over it. Yeah. That's kind of what the, the movie's... It, the, her standing up to Michaels is supposed to be her getting over her trauma. And not, and I think that's not a great message. Um, I think I think a better message is like you got to learn to live with your trauma, um, or you know maybe listen to people who are victims, but no one seems to want to listen to her. Yeah, uh, which is a big part, which is a weird angle to take. But hey, yeah, and there's there's no real. Uh, I guess there's kind of a comeuppance for her boyfriend. He's not like an asshole. Yeah, he's not, he didn't do but, he didn't yeah. do anything bad horribly because he only finds out like an hour before he is violently murdered that she's Laurie Strode, right? Yeah, like, yeah, and um, that's the moments between the likable characters. This this continues with the franchise. There's always moments in these movies, with the exception of like Halloween Six, where um, it's nice to see these characters kind of like like settle into each other. Like there there's a a believable relationship platonic or romantic between a lot of these people there is know? one it's, character who nice. feels like he's a faceless like teen guy um but i liked almost everyone else uh was it the dude who gets his throat slit yeah okay he's, he is, he's in jumanji he is yeah who's he in the f- uh, what josh hartnett's buddy right the horny dude yeah who's he in horny best friend he's young robin williams in jumanji all right yeah that fucking terrified me as a kid. That movie is the, very good. The, the Jumanji was fucking terrifying. Now it looks terrible because the CGI hasn't aged well. But Oh, it's, it's aged terribly, but I, I think that's one of Joe Johnson's better movies. Yeah. Mm. I like Joe People are shitting on Joe Johnson lately. Go fuck yourself. Mm. He's apparently a, kind of an asshole, but like, so are half the other people yeah, you fucking fuck love. He made The Rocketeer. <laughs> yeah, The Rocketeer is like the best movie ever. Yeah, fucking made Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Did we all just for collectively forget he did that? <laughs> There's this amazing line in The Rocketeer, and I, I only saw it like four or five years ago for the first time, where uh, the the criminal crooks realize they're <laughs> dealing with Nazis as the police are showing up and yes. stuff, and they're like, uh, I I might not make an honest living, but I'm an honest-blooded American or something yes. like that. That's and I ain't working with no stinking Nazis. And it's like, fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. And then the fucking Rocketeer burns an American flag for some reason, but hey. Fuck it. Um, America has a complicated legacy. Yes. And existence. Also, Howard Hughes is a cool guy in this film and not a creep. <laughs> it's fantasy fiction adventure. And fucking Joe Polito's in the film. Oh, fuck the yeah. Fuck? Why yeah, he's he... the dude who tells the Nazi to fuck off. Yeah, well, he's also the guy, Joe Polito. No, I think you're thinking of some... Joe Polito gets murdered. Oh, shit. Who am I thinking of you're then? You're thinking of, uh, oh, uh, goddamn, fucking Paulie from Goodfellas. Yes, thank uh, you. I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, Paul Sorvino. Yeah. Paul Sorvino's great, but no, John, John Polito's the guy who runs the air show. Uh, you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? I know who you're talking about now, like, yeah. It's all part of the show, people. Like... <laughs> 
fucking the, the Rocketeer is better than Halloween H2O. Yeah, and I like Halloween H2O a lot. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I, I would I, say if you're going to marathon these movies, I think now the way to do it is to watch Halloween and Halloween 2018 one night, and then watch two, four, five, and H2O. That's that's how I recommend watching these films. Yeah, if anything, I like my biggest negative is just I feel bad for Danielle Harris who never got her big finale that yeah. she really deserved. You know, I mean they they rework her character into a guy for this one. And oh, just yeah. totally scrapped everything that that, that she had, and that, that that's not oh, her that fault. Would, that would have been kind of cool if she was the daughter, like her daughter. I guess they just wanted to cut ties with that shit. Maybe she was at bad blood because of the her experience with Halloween Six. Um, yeah, and her, she and her family were really, really close with the Akkads for four and five. Yeah, and I guess they had a really bad falling out. I'm just saying, what I would love to see is like a Dynamite Comics like continue her story. Fucking ignore six, like just do a a, a sequel, like do a Halloween Six comic. <laughs> Matt, where can the people find you? I'm at Emperotian at Twitter.com. And you can too. find me at, at Twitter.com at D-E-W-G-O Waffles. The Waffle Press. Like and subscribe. If you didn't like this, like and subscribe anyways because you might find something you do like. Check out the Patreon. Some thanks to the patrons here on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. If I don't not, get any of the Patreon money, so I do not support it. <laughs> okay. I'm just well, joking. to be I'm fair. I'm joking. Support the Patreon. <laughs> uh... Diego deserves the support because he I, I don't do any work. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're almost done with Halloween. I can't believe it. Holy fuck! Yeah, it's crazy. We're almost done with Halloween in November. Woo! We'll be doing these in December, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the next one, but you know, it's weird to say we're almost over when we literally have four films ahead of us. We're we're past the halfway point. Yes. It just feels good. It just feels good. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional. Die! But this time, it's going to be a fight to the finish. This summer, Terror won't be taking a vacation. Halloween H2O. It's Halloween. I guess everyone is entitled to one good scare. I've had my share. <laughs>